Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Chris, hello. It is me, Jason Stewart. This is How Long Gone podcast coming at you live. What's up? Oh yeah, it's live to tape, as they say in the business, because you know it's not actually live. I don't mean to. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mansplain the business to you. I hate. I hate to do that to my king. It's it's fine. It makes you look bad because I started this business. You're just you're simply a pawn <laughs> that's, in my gambit. That's true. I'm sorry. I forgot. Don't start using chess. Your little ass pawn. Don't start using chess language on this podcast. That will not be stood for. You think that you're the big horse, but you you're just a pawn. <laughs> you're a little ass horse. No, man. Just another another fucking dude. The weather in New York has been honestly dehabilitating. It, it's it's just I forgot I forgot what dehabilitating how annoying it is to like get around New York when it's raining every, constantly. You know, you miss the X five, don't you? I miss the X five with the moonroof. You know what I'm saying? You can look at the stars, but yeah, I just <laughs> no no. I I just the the sun is peeking out now, but of course I'm tethered to the machine all day with important podcasts and phone calls for work. So. You know, the weekend when you have time to explore the, the beautiful city and everything it has to offer is, of course, insanely, uh, insanely rainy. So, you know, but I, I was mm. I was able to link and build with some how long gone family yesterday. Who'd you who'd you build with? Kobe, Kobe Arner, uh, Claire uh, from the Drunken Canal, Jonah Blackbird's mm-hmm. biplane and, and new friend Walter Pierce. Who's Walter Pierce? That sounds familiar. He's like a he's like a a casting eight director here in New York. Okay, for for fashion. Yeah, for like film? big fashion, like real real shit, like like Comme des Garcons. Okay. You know what I mean? So, and he's um he's okay. He just had some very crazy stories for me, and it was fun to you know meet somebody new because I'm familiar with him, and he's familiar with me. But you know, we had never linked and built IRL. When now you know nowadays, now that you're an old fella, when you're able to meet somebody new. And it actually goes well and, and you hit it off and you vibe with somebody. It's a rare occasion that you hold dear to your heart, I believe. It's true. It's true. It was just vibes. You know, it was it was pouring rain and freezing, but we were still seated outside at Dimes, obviously committed to the lifestyle. You went to the Dimes restaurant? Well, I went to have my favorite uh, drink. They have this like weird chlorophyll soda mm, yummy it tastes it actually is not mm, yummy i would say but there's something about it that keeps me coming back for more you know my yummy was sarcasm if you couldn't tell chris oh i'm sorry i can't well you like some freaky drinks you like some freaky stuff in general when it comes to food and beverage yeah i mean i'll drink uh, i'll drink some chlorophyll shit all day long i've been drinking chlorophyll since you've been in diapers but <laughs> it's not a yummy it's it's a uh, i need this for my you know it's going to be better for my pancreatic gut health or yes. whatever some yeah shit, yeah exactly I mean? exactly but it did purely medicinal yeah 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 but it t- it, it it did uh it, it it did what it needed to do for me i really miss getting the uh the the plasma martini yes, from, yes. from dimes. oh I, I forgot the fr- did, did, i used to get that poppin'. didn't we didn't i take you there for the first time we looked around and realized we were the only men in the restaurant <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah i remember that that was a long I mean, time that was ago. Lo- i mean that felt like 10 years ago almost wasn't it it, it couldn't have been 10 but it was probably Five. Maybe not. Maybe not ten. We're both sitting. We're sitting at some yeah, tiny. I remember that plasma tiny pink table, <laughs> and we both look around. We're like, "Wait a second, are we the only dudes in mm-hmm. here?" It felt good, and they're like, "It did." And then all the other girls were like, 
it's cool that there's a place that gay guys can go hang out at. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> yes. a place where they feel comfortable. This is a really inclusive restaurant. That's cool. Yeah, I used to get slizzard off of that plasma martini where you you do you think the glass vial of do you think the, algae shit? Yeah, in, and you crack it in and chug it down like a underberg for my digestive. Best seventeen dollars ever spent. Sorry, go ahead. Do you think the plasma is 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 increasing? It, does it make the alcohol higher gravity? Do you know what I mean? Is it? Is it? Do you think there's like a reaction? Well, it makes it. High. Sorry, I was watching. It, it you know, make, I watched. You know, I watched. F- four episodes of Bar Re- Bar Rescue last night. Okay. Um. So, and one of them was a beer bar. So there's a lot of talk of high gravity beers, IPAs, how to serve them, etc. I learned a lot. Right. What's What's the difference between high gravity and high octane, Chris? That's a great question. I think it's more just a, a turn of turn of phrase. Uh, really, okay. is what it is. So the high the high gravity. Gravity that applies to the like the alcoholic percentage, or is that the hoppiness? No, that's that's the alcoholic percentage. You know, so if you're looking at right, right. So you, if you got a dank little nine point eight, then you're like, oh, hold on to your hat, chief. Yeah, there was a scandal at this beer bar because the owner, who obviously was a drunk, uh, was oh, no. was serving these high grav beers, mm-hmm. not in a sifter, Jason, not a sifter, <laughs> in a mason in, in a mason jar. You know, so he was giving people three to four ounces more high high gravity beer than they oh. than you were supposed to, which is which is disrespectful to the to the hop community. What a fool! And just it's irresponsible, is what it is. It's irresponsible, but I think he was trying to you know help his customers just get twisted, right? Right. Which right. is nice of him as an owner, but it, it's it's going to affect the P and L. Right. The bottom, yeah, the bottom line. Those those profit margins are getting guzzled down by the pint aren't they i always i always laughed whenever people talk about those high octane beers or like the high alcohol percentage beers it's like you better watch yourself on this one this is a you know this is this is a 9.3 you know it's like okay so it's like almost as much alcohol as like a glass of wine like this is what i need to be careful about it's because those guys have to go like hike 25 miles after they finish one (laughs) so they they want to make sure they're not too twisted for the trail because then then they end up with you know a broken femur or something you got to be careful i do um but yeah i learned a lot i don't know if you watch bar rescue but it's it's one of my favorite programs i've got a couple when i was in the hotel it's a great program and shout out to john taffer i would love to would love to have you on the show big time um but how was your uh, How was your Mother's Day yesterday? By the way, Chris, what'd you end up doing? Uh, just I called my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it. That was the only Mother's Day activation. The rest of it was just hanging out with the squad. I got my mom the our Nalgene for Mother's Day as well as a floral arrangement, and she was like, "I was wondering when I was going to get the water bottle," and I was like, "Okay." mom's a little spicy i like it yeah mom's been on ig she sees it popping she's like damn did usps miss me or is this my own bastard son who just I'm chose like, mom not you're to send it? you're whining about this shit more than than calloway you need to chill mom. <laughs> you need hey ma you need to chill ma <laughs> um i did talk to my mom there was also a floral arrangement delivery uh to her as well as as uh as my sister who mm-hmm. is also a mother so yeah don't forget the sister moms we could never forget the sister mom you know what i you know what i will forget jason as i do every year the pet moms because that's not real <laughs> celebrating that is is truly demented when you think about an actual human being giving birth to a child and you're comparing that to buying a dog and feeding it and picking up its shit off the ground you know it's just not it's not equal it's not equal jason as a pet mom i agree with you chris i know it's the one time we align on pet stuff yeah i'm a gen x pet mom though i do things a little differently around here yeah your 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 pets where (laughs) where <laughs> wear like gas station shirts oh, when they when they're taking a walk. You don't you don't get your dog a barber. You get him a button up gas station shirt with a patch that says his name on it. The hell is it's this cool harness? One. That's fucking for losers. So I did. I celebrated in, in in my own way. Um, and then luckily I was able to have just a quiet night in with Taffer. Mm-hmm. You know, to really just reset. That's good, Chris. I'm glad that you're taking advantage of NYC lifestyle, bro. You can actually do more than one thing per day. You know, so it's pretty cool <laughs> to be able to do that. You know, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. And you, know, you don't have to wear a mask on the street anymore, you know. so Oh, really? I mean, you know, of course people do because they're cucked. But, like, you don't. Yeah, that's if you're if you're vaxxed. What if they just have a cold, Chris? What if they just have a cold? Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, it is. It is cold and flu season, which has been obviously, uh, you know, overshadowed by the novel coronavirus. But, yeah, it is possible to, to get, like, a normal kind of sick versus, um COVID-19, which I... Of course, I, I never would because I get a lot of vitamin D and I work out, so it doesn't really happen to me, but I've heard that other people... Don't, don't steal... 
don't steal my swag, bitch. That's my whole mo, bro. What you mean? I know, I know. Um, but yeah, I I don't get sick. I don't think a mask. I've never worn a mask before uh, this, and I never got sick then. So I, I don't know if 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 you're gonna get sick one of these days, Chris. I I get sick like probably every three or four years. You know, something takes me down. My body is run down from too much too much uh you know traveling or something, and then mm-hmm. I'll, it'll hit me. But too many too many fashion shows or something like that. That's what's kept you out of the hospital. Uh. Haven't been going to all these little men's fashion shows. No, exactly. It was I would you could see me crawling, you know, on the ground, just heaving, coughing, feeling like I'm gonna die, but I have to get to my seat because if I don't see the stuff, did it even happen? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your famous last words are house front row. house front row. What does that mean? I can't is anyone here a doctor? Is anyone here a doctor? does anyone speak fashion? Come down to the front. And like, sir, is he saying Eck House? What season? What season? Beep. <laughs> Damn, Jason, you just wrote a screenplay. That's that's free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've now that I'm starting to get a little more time for myself and my own creative writing, you know, it's really starting to blossom out. You know, hopefully I'll be knocking the cobwebs off my Substack in the next couple Well, of weeks. I, I didn't want to spoil it for you, but I, we should tell people that you did get that writing job on the Z-Way show on Showtime. So we should, you know, we should sell it. It premiered. Big Z. It premiered last night. I squashed my beef with Z-Way. Uh, it premiered last night. Very happy to say Jason got a nice little a cushy writing gig um, on that on that program. So, you know, look, look out for some of his signature yeah, food jokes. I don't jokes. love the extra responsibility. <laughs> I don't love the extra responsibility, but... We love the dental, you know what I mean? That's not something that I get from Substack. That SAG hit different, bro. That SAG insurance. Did you watch the Z-Way? No, no. I can't stay up that late. It's on at like 11 o'clock. I guess I'll watch the Z-Way. I watched the, I watched the commercial, like the trailer for it, and it seemed like she, like she was doing a lot more than just her standard and like was doing some more skits and written written things because I think she needs to expand beyond Yeah, you the, can't do a show. You can't uh, do a 30-minute. You know, the gotcha, racist stuff. Yeah. As entertaining as it was it's not i don't know if it's a sustainable idea you're going to run out of people who are who are willing to volunteer to be on a show where you could yes but especially when it's on tv um but yeah so we we do have a guest today thank god um can't it's not just me and jason all the time uh emily sunberg is, is a writer she lives in new york um She's contributed everywhere from Bon Appetit to New York Magazine to the New York Times, Interview, Nylon, etc. She has a, a newsletter, of course, because she's... Oh. Wait, there she is. Hey, Jason, we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance, so literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance located near you. Maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose. I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash how long and download ZocDoc for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash how long zocdoc.com slash how long how long gone is brought to you by neutrophil as you know you know hair thinning is quite complicated like your skin hair is a reflection of your health Uh oh and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks feels and most importantly grows neutrophil's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress hormone fluctuations and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker stronger hair go ahead give it a tug neutrophil is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker stronger faster growing hair with considerably less shedding thank god take the first step (laughs) to visibly thicker healthier hair for a limited time neutrophil is offering our listeners ten dollars off your first month's subscription 
and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long? That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long? The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way, and that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language. And I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my uh, cold, my cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based. Don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash how long. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash how long, spelled B A B B E L dot com slash how long. Rules and restrictions may apply. Babel. Emily, what's up? Good morning. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Where are you, Emily? Where are you? I'm on Long Island at my parents right now. I'm going to Miami later this week. So I'm doing like some in-between time with my parents. Yeah. From one coastal community to the next. Long Island and Miami are kind of the same place though, right? Is that how you're feeling about it? You know, I've been to Miami twice and both of the experiences were really bad. Um, most of my experiences on Long Island since I've uh, lived here my whole life have been pretty good. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, this time it um, it delivers on what itself self as. Are you going to Miami for business or for pleasure? I'm taking my mom and my sister for pleasure, not business at all. I'm really excited. What are you guys gonna do? You got do you, do your mom? Does your mom turn up or what's the vibe? My mom, my mom does not turn up. She's uh, she just had her third year sobriety anniversary, so I guess she turns up in her own way, but it's not like necessarily Awkward. Miami way. <laughs> she turns up in the garden. <laughs> she does. I'm looking at her gorgeous garden mm. right now. It'll probably be a lot of green juice and sun oh, and like bonding, sister. How long has Chris Black been your mom for? Because it sounds exactly what Sober King Chris is up to. Oh my gosh. You should t- I'm looking at like her manifestation wall. You guys should chat. Damn, I need to get my manifestation wall game up, it sounds like. But that's very interesting that your mom, like three years ago, I mean, that's like, she's been a mom for a long time. So that's, that's. I'm glad she found it later in life. That's, that's harder to do, I think. Oh, no, no, no. 30, 30 years. Oh, 30 years. Oh, shit. Big 3-0. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She found it. She found it at 26. That's incredible. Okay, that makes a little more sense. It's like three years. Damn. Okay. Well, you, you, you made it a long time, mom. It was a really nice anniversary a lot of our family went yeah that's big was that an interesting thing to grow up with was she like extra discouraging of like a high school party or was it like let you figure it out no it was it was very much letting me figure it out my sister and i we grew up with a lot of sayings i mean i i like to joke that burnt coffee and the folding chairs and the nilla wafers were a big part of my foundational growing up i spent a lot of time in church church basements with her sure you appreciate it more when you're older because it doesn't feel as preachy and you get it yeah 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 you understand it a little more for sure i appreciate it now and i think it'll make our vacation a little bit more chill and healthy yeah 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 your mom's not trying to go to live on sunday it's a more normal atmosphere for her yeah for sure is she a big hobby haver she's not my mom's an artist so her life is a hobby her life is a hobby i've worked through a lot of this in therapy because growing up every time i came home my house was like a different color and furniture was moved around (laughs) and she always had different jobs and it made me really anxious but i've come to appreciate it and i've realized that i might be sort of similar to that no you don't say emily that's crazy that's crazy so you may have adopted some of your mother's traits is that what we're (laughs) it happens it happens to some of us we adopt our parents traits yeah 
obviously we're we're joking because it is an obvious thing that does happen but also as you get older and older and then even more older those <laughs> those similarities and traits they just keep coming appear and show themselves even more you've you've kind of passed the teen partying years and so like when you go to miami and you're like we're gonna lay around the pool get some sun have a green juice you're gonna be like right that sounds sick versus being like no mom i, mom, need, I need to go to live do some coke with some cuban guys yeah exactly but i have to ask i have to ask what why what how have you had a bad time in miami because i can't i can't relate yeah two bad times in miami what the fuck it sounds like a you problem i, I kind of yeah so the first <laughs> time i went with my boyfriend to a wedding and i found out that the wedding was not all about me so you didn't have a- when we we went down there. We we're staying in a house with all his college friends. And I was like, wait, I don't get personal space. I don't get, you know, my own schedule. And it ended in like a big fight in a courtyard in like Boca or something. So which is a bummer. And then another time I went with a friend and it was just it was just kind of like a weird hotel situation. But I think third time will be a charm. I think we're going to do it right. Yeah, I feel good about it. You're set up for success. Jason and I are both big Miami guys. So that's why we're asking you this. We both love it. I mean, I've been countless times. I've had some bad times there, though. You can you can get some bad weather at Basel and, (laughs) you know, some bad coke and your whole week is fucked. True. Long lines yeah. at Joe's Stone. But I guess you could have a bad time in any good city and a good time in any bad city. So, <sighs> Honey, you said it. Damn, you are you had your cold brew this morning. You're firing on a thousand right now. Ain't that the tooth? Yeah, I need... I'll take it down. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> What's the vibe? What's the vibe in Long Island right now? You know, I haven't spent a lot of time there, but I, I feel like I know... So are you a big brand new fan or does that... That's funny. Yeah, I went to Warp Tour in 2008, and I think they were there. Brand new is the number one band from Lo- from Long Island. That's funny. That's, That's funny. funny, Chris. Yeah, they're a big one. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's really sunny. It's gorgeous. My parents, they live near the water, so we do a lot of like kayaking and beach stuff when we're here. Um, I come out here a lot because the train's only about an hour away. It's nice. I, again, like growing up, I went to school in the city, so I've lived in the city since 2012, and I kind of resented living so close to it and it was sort of like this annoying thing where you like felt compelled to come out for every little holiday but now i really enjoy it as a place to sort of slow down and chill do you feel like you're going to be retiring in strong island oh i don't think about retiring i don't know i don't know i don't think so i don't (laughs) i I mean i don't think my first property purchase is going to be here oh we're talking property okay we want to talk property um (laughs) Jason okay. is kind of he fancies himself a little bit of a of a amateur realtor, I would say, or at least he he pays close attention to the market trends and he likes to predict kind of what's mm-hmm. next. So really high right now. Are you looking? To, <laughs> I'm more of a I'm more of a a burgeoning neighborhood whisperer. I could I could appear <laughs> onto a new in a, on a new block or neighborhood, and I just get a little tingle on the tip of my nose that in three to four years the whites are coming in and we're gonna we're gonna make <laughs> one hundred fifty to one hundred seventy thousand dollars profit. There goes the neighborhood. Yeah. Dude, I thought you lived in LA at some point or am I wrong? No, I've only lived in New York, but I spent about half of last year in Beverly Hills at my boyfriend's parents. Damn, this this boyfriend, this boyfriend sounds hot. His parents live in Beverly Hills and he took you to a wedding in Boca that you got in a fight at. I love this guy. Oh, hot. I love this guy. I was wondering how we were talking about real estate purchases on a writer's budget, <laughs> but now it's starting to come, come clear. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of gigs, but yeah, he's... Oh, oh, okay, big dog. Okay, big dog. I unfortunately don't know that much about you, so this is why we pod so we can learn more. What are what are some of these other gigs? Bless us with the gig list. Well, my day, I work at Facebook. That's my day job, but I write on the side and I do a bit of consulting. Okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. And <laughs> what what do you do? What do you do over at the book? I work on their small business team, so I help small businesses like okay. yours use their their products better. Um, so, so looking at how businesses are using Facebook and Instagram in interesting ways and then helping small businesses learn how to use them better. Facebook, that's big dog shit. Is it a high stress environment? No, it's actually one of my least emotional jobs. (laughs) Yeah. Which is really refreshing. I was at, um, New York magazine for a few years and then I was at a startup for a little bit and I've made my way over here. I consulted last summer and then I heard about this position. Position, somebody reached out to me and it's been really nice have you zucked before like does zuck come on the zoom or have you never gotten zuck 
time. I have I have not had a one-on-one with him, no. It's too bad. That's something to strive for. That's the most important thing. Besides stock options, that's the second thing you should be worried about, I think. <laughs> just get in there and start, start uh, making changes. Well, I just love all those guys. All those guys just, you know, I would love to see a one-on-one, what that what that's like for these these titans of industry, these leaders. You know what I mean? I'm more of a Evan from Twitter type, I think, just because he's a real freak. Mm. You know what I mean? You can tell he's a real, he a real yeah. freaky guy. Yeah. Did you see SNL over the weekend? Oh, boy, did I. We talked about this in the last episode. I went to a SNL Elon Musk hosting uh, viewing party at Azalea Banks' house. So I I lived it in real time, but I also, I just can't deal with his voice. Like it makes it, it freaks me out. I don't, I also, Jason subscribes to the cult of Elon. He's a Tesla driver. He's he's really in deep. I I don't care about Dogecoin. I don't care about, I, I hate space exploration. Like, I don't care about that. I think it's a waste of time and money. <laughs> so I, I'm just, I'm just, he doesn't have much for me besides a hot mom. You know, there's not really much else he's got. Are you guys both in LA? Was the party in LA or New York? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm in New York right now, uh, but Jason's in LA. And so that makes more sense in terms of the Tesla driving and stuff like that. Yeah. Although they're starting to pop up on Long Island. I've been seeing them. I saw the Cybertruck was in Times Square this weekend, guys. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I, is it a sign? It, it's a sign. I saw, I've seen a lot more Teslas in the city than I saw, but I think a car per, also people bought a lot of cars during the, during the pandemic. Emily, what do you think it says about Chris that he has such a serious stance against space exploration? I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it myself. Oh, okay. I think it's important. It always weirds me out that people don't. You know, we went to the moon and then people don't really go as often. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, that, that is a big question. Why do we go, you know, s- 70 years ago or something at this point with rudimentary yeah, I technology? Love, and, I uh, love a conspiracy theory about the moon. I like to dabble in those kinds of things just to feel something. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I think like it's it's scary, right? Like it's scary that we're putting that the government puts that much money in private and government sectors to explore space. I think I also write a lot of horror. So I think I always think the scariest things in our world are right in front of us. You don't really need to make up that much stuff. So I think that's right. And you haven't even you haven't even spent that much time with Jason, but you're right. This is my fucking nightmare. This is my horror story three times a week <laughs> only on Spotify. Yeah, I, I'm um I'm a member of the New York Mycological Society and they posted over the weekend that they think there are mushrooms on Mars, which is exciting. What the fuck? Hold on. What's your okay, little- what 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 was the name of that society you said, Emily? The Mycological Society. And what is that exactly? It's a mushroom club. Yeah, there's the LA one is really cool. They used to have meetings in the basement of the History Museum in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess they don't do that right now because of COVID. Are you a forager? Do you do you enjoy them for culinary reasons, psychedelic, or you just think they look cool? I'm interested in them for culinary and sort of just a way to talk about the land around you. I think when I first got into them, it was because I got my boyfriend a subscription or a membership to the Los Angeles Mycological Society, and then I recruited him to move here. So then we both joined the New York one. I think it's just a cool way to um, learn about the environment around I you. Agree. I agree. Not so spacey. So you're pulling up some morels, some chanterelles? Hard to find. <laughs> and we tried to go on the Great Morel Weekend with the New York Mycological Society. It was embarrassing to, it was even a bust. Try to go. It sold out like that. They were like, there's not a chance. What's a ticket for that weekend like running? What what's or is that come with your dues? A whopping thirty bucks. <laughs> okay. So it's it's affordable. It- yeah, I think they really want the people that have been in the club for a long time to go. And they probably looked at me as a member of only a few months and said, like, we're not bringing her. You know, you can't take that personally. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, one day, one day you'll be the treasurer or something. You know what I mean? You'll you'll move. There has up. to be some perks of seniority. They let me write something for their paper about mushrooms and pop in like pop culture, and I mm-hmm. wrote about Phantom Thread and um, online ceramics and a lot of those guys. And there was like this moment two years ago where they were just sort of everywhere. Thank you for pointing out that that. Thank you for pointing out that that moment was two years ago. You should you should let more people know that because I see a lot of online ceramics in the streets still. <laughs> oh. And it is it is deceased, guys. It is it is put yeah, it's done. Put a fork in that. Yeah, I think about I think about online ceramics all the time. Not all the time, but more than I should. Of like, where 
Like they, they, they appeared and they were this magical thing that everyone loved and was kind of enamored by. And then we've sort of given up on needing them anymore. Obviously, they still. They, well, they don't need us. They have like that John Mayer. Yeah, they're making they a fortune. Us. Yeah, but like, but where, where does, where do they go from here though? Do you, but like you can, like, how do you stay cool and how do you avoid, you know, going down the urban outfit? No, I think they're, I think know, they're, I think as soon as, route. I think as soon as the Grateful Dead go on tour, it's just on again. Like, I think that's really the vibe. Like, I think it's actually. T- yeah. 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 I think you're right. That's their home. It's base. like actually tied to that in like a cool way, or at least like an authentic way. It's not, it's not like, yeah, they need to open the doors of the van and just post up. And okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Jason only goes to the lot for the, for the acid grilled cheese. So he's kind of missed them every time he hits the, it's the dead show, but it's all good. I've never, have you been to a grateful dead show? Never. What kind of music do you listen to? Emily? My Spotify would probably say Phoenix, Lil Peep, another Long Island person. Um, <laughs> Phoenix into Lil Peep. Seamlessly. You had me, and then you you had yeah. me, and then you lost me. Continue. You have me now. R.I.P. to the God. I listen to a lot of old Kanye, Vampire Weekend, Phoebe Bridgers, a whole mix of stuff. How old is the old Kanye? Yeah. College dropout? Yeah, college dropout's really good. I listen to all Kanye. I like I I've been running a lot. Mm. Dark Twisted Fantasy is the best album? Yes or yes? Mm, All of it. I like all of it. Damn, you're a yay head? I like the high school nostalgia of like basement parties. Mm. I like the new stuff of like... Do you own any Yeezy clothing? No. Good. Good to know. Okay. Do you? (laughs) I don't. Luckily, neither of us... I'm not above it. I do own Drake clothing. What's that? Like the owl? <laughs> Hold on, guys. Sorry, I have to. Get, I have to. There's a drive being delivered. Hold on one second. Sorry. There's a drive being delivered. Wow. The Secret Service guy over here. What is it? What do you do? You, he doesn't even know how to use a drive. Yeah, I was just reading your your Substack about dinner parties, and then Chris said that you did some writing for Bon Appetit. Is that? Yeah, I've. I've. What were, what were you writing for Bon Appetit? That was a while ago. Um, <laughs> recently, I've been I've been interviewing more like influencer culture people that's where my head is at lately what kind of influencer culture like like youtuber tiktoker people or i just spoke to this chick victoria who's a tiktoker who is getting a lot of attention from tech blogs because of uh because of the way that she posts which is like 30 to 40 times a day um and i wrote about her for interview basically she was telling me that she wants to live stream her entire life and sort of big brother herself. She's cool. I think That's she's exciting. about to blow up. Yeah. What's her name? Victoria what? Victoria Paris on TikTok. You guys should check her out. She's wild. She's about to hit a million. She's about to hit a million. I have never, I don't use TikTok, but I will check her out on Instagram. Yeah, she's on there. We have a friend who sends us a lot of TikTok links and he's a little bit over the hill to be doing that. And it really is, <laughs> it's a, it's just a, it's a medium that I know I should be more interested in, but I just can't, I can't get there. I just don't care. So I I wasn't into it for a really long time. And I'm really surprised by how intuitive the algorithm is and how addicted I've, I've become to it or how much I find myself on it. I think I started using it at the end of last year, just sort of scrolling through. And it's it's a dangerous game. It really sucks you in. It knows exactly what you want to be fed. I've been I know, I've been told that, that the algorithm is, is so powerful that that's what kind of hooks you in. It, it, the content is fine, but it's also like the, the algorithm is just so strong that you can't. Yeah, I thought I was stronger than that. But um, is the content actually that good or is it just like it's not necessarily good i think it's just entertaining and engaging i wouldn't say it's necessarily good but you almost get a lot of third walls get broken and people also constant video so it's not like a photo that you scroll past after a second you need Mm. to sort of stay there to see how it ends true i like that you said the word you need to stay (laughs) instead of saying you want to stay must yeah. But I don't even scroll through Instagram with the sound on. Yeah. Well, I just noticed recently if you have, I always scroll on Instagram with the sound off and it's just a bunch of pics and you look at it and you can tap it if you want, move it if you don't. And, but if, if I turn the, the sound on on my phone, every single thing on my feed is a video with audio. Oh. It just switches to video oh, only. You think it knows. Which I, which I think is like a TikTok effect. Interesting. And it scared me. So I turned the volume well, off. Well, we know you're spending a lot of time on reels, Jason. You can say that. It's okay. 
You don't have to be embarrassed. Check out my new reel. It's going up this week. I feel like the line is downloading the app. Like people send me the link, you know what I mean, to click on it. But I think once you download the app, it's like on. Chris, that's your version of I don't shoot up heroin. I just smoke it. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, exactly. One, yeah. Once you download the app, that's that's when it's needle time. My my phone usage time has gone up a lot. I'm surprised at myself the way that I'm using my phone now. I've had I've had some record breaking screen time. I would love to hear what your numbers are looking like. Last week my daily average was 526. Is that a lot? Oh shit. My last week average was 853. <laughs> 853 is is big boy hours. That's serious. I've worked in social media my entire life and I got my first iPhone when I was in 8th grade. So I think this I don't have that. I don't have that kind of excuse. I don't have that kind of excuse. So then, when you're when you're born into it, do you even think of it as a distraction or like a procrastinatory tool? Yeah, because I see so many people around me that don't need to use their phone for work or don't care about social media. I have a lot of like my best friends in med school, and mm-hmm. my dad's a teacher. So like, I see how people in my world use and don't use their phone. So yeah, I mm-hmm. still think I categorize it as a distraction not my favorite part of myself (laughs) do you think it's like silly or is it just like oh that's just not a part of my life i think both i think like people make conscious decisions to not use it because it doesn't make them feel good or they just don't know like again i've never gotten paid for something that wasn't really attributed to my social media use shit that's pretty crazy actually to think about i wonder if you've taken these social media adjacent jobs subconsciously so you can keep getting that feed no i take them because i'm good at it <laughs> i like the confidence emily i do too and by I, my work is really important to me by good at it you mean that you feel like you're good at it and the engagement proves that or you're saying that you obviously keep getting hired because you're good at it and they think you're good like are you saying in your personal life you're good at it as well as at work or you mean just at work you're good at it no, the latter, the latter. I mean, I've launched a lot of accounts on Instagram, grown a lot of businesses on Instagram. So. Give Jason some tips. What what would Jason do? <laughs> so you you did that so much and then you got recruited by Facebook to do that. So like when you were doing that pre-Facebook, were you just kind of doing that independently? Did you have your own small business or was it just like just kind of consulting on a on a peer-to-peer basis? No. So I launched the cut on Instagram. I was like their first Instagram editor. And I was there during Trump and Me Too and Haley and Justin and all these really big moments. I like that. I like yeah. that. I like those are the big Yeah, those three. are the big three. <laughs> Eventful. Those are years. the big three, though. I, I stand with you. I mean, prior to that, I was also like at Yahoo and Food Network and a lot of these brands that were just dabbling with Snapchat and Instagram and stuff. And they started to see that social was like a major traffic driver as much as the site, like, or, or just people organically finding it. And then after a few years, I started at a cookware startup called Great Jones. Oh, we're familiar. And I was their first hire. We're familiar. I've seen those pots everywhere. And so I worked on a lot of their, their social and their emails and their design stuff and their casting, whatever, everything that a first hired startup does. How much, uh, how much stock did you get though? What are we looking at? Zero? You just got some free fucking pots? You didn't get any? You didn't get any? Yeah. Le Creuset would have dropped off a little equity, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not worried about oh. it. Um, hey. You know, you called us a small business, which is not false, but if you've looked at our social media presence... Do you have any growth tips or any? You guys have a an Instagram? We don't. We don't. We don't have one for the show. We only have our own personal ones. No, I think you guys are like the best foot soldiers for your personal brand. You guys are doing it. I really miss the old logo that looked like um, the time. Ta- hey, we do too, but we got we got a cease and desist from the New York Times, so we had to. Really, the New York Times did not miss it. Yeah, they didn't love it that much. They want. They wanted. Yeah, it that gone. was fun. That's why. That's how I first discovered you guys. I was like, wait. What? This is not the daily. What? I mean, that was, it was, that that's was. why we created that artwork to try and, uh, you know, trick. trick or catfish people into listening to our podcast <laughs> instead of, you know, yeah. under the assumption that it was, it was the daily. And I guess you fell for that. Thank God. When did you guys start the show? Was it over, over quarantine? Yeah, it was during, yeah, it was in March. Yeah, a year ago. Yeah. Or yeah, like yeah, it's more. been a little over a year ago. Yeah, I remember I was doing a lot of like lobotomy walks in Beverly Hills and just listening to podcasts and. <laughs> Yeah. lobotomy walks we need more lobotomy walks actually mm-hmm. 
We all do. Walking around Beverly Hills listening to podcasts sounds pretty wild to me. It's just so quiet over. It's like so weird over there. So quiet. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. Like that's why people live yeah. there. You totally. need a podcast to break that up, though. Yes. That's true. Yes. I mean, that's all I was doing during quarantine. It was just when I wasn't talking to Chris on Facetime. I was just wandering around my neighborhood with a dog, just like oh, that's a nice flower uh those trees are cool i should yeah, take a picture and of that the thing tree. with beverly hills is like it's so easy to roast the houses it's like <laughs> that looks like taco bell <laughs> well to roast or to compliment the houses yeah. depending on how you feel but I, I did a lot of like pretending i was a real estate agent or like a roasting real estate agent like what would i say i don't know okay do you do you spend a lot of time on zillow judging houses virtually no i don't but i know that a lot of a lot of people do that. You're a little young for that, maybe. Yeah, people love that. Wait, I'm kind of young for that? Why? Because the year you were born? Yeah, it seems like washed people do that. That's some shit you do in your like, mid-30s when you have nothing else to look forward to. I'm 26. Yeah, you got you got 10 more years before you start blowing all your time on Zillow. Yeah, you still have like more hope and youth and <laughs> you know life inside of you before you start kind of doing that. Yeah. No, the end of the road is when all your friends want to talk about real estate, and I'm living in that hell now. That's all anybody wants to talk <laughs> about, and I'm just not that interested in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's cool. I like nice houses, of course, you know, but like yeah. the incessant talk about how much my house is worth, and I check the red fin and the neighborhoods, it like... It's it's worse than talking about COVID at this point. I went through a phase a few months ago where I was like, maybe we'll move out of Park Slope. And then I was like, no, we're going to keep our Park Slope place and we're going to get rid of all our furniture and we're going to get new furniture. And then we painted some molding green and that sort of scratched the itch of looking for a new apartment. <laughs> Not unlike your mother's painting of the home, I, I say. I know. It comes back. It all comes back. Jason's a big home improvement guy. So if you have any questions, always feel free to hit him. You know, he, he loves to help out. Put those shelves up in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you, Jason? Yeah, I'm the task rabbit. Nice. I've never put a shelf up in my life. I've never hung a picture I, I have to have somebody do it all. I don't mess with that. Really? No, no, no chance. I don't do any sort of labor. I. He's a Home Depot bottom. Yeah. Not a top. <laughs> yeah, I am a Home Depot bottom. Um, <laughs> thankfully, Eric does all of that. I say I want a ballet bar and he goes to Home Depot and gets me like a ballet bar and puts up a ballet bar. I say I want like hooks and he gets the hooks. You're doing, you're doing pure bar at home in the crib? Yeah. Well, I do these crazy Russian chicks on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really love franchise workouts. I don't either. You like to forage for your workouts. Are, so are these Russian chicks like just straight up ballerinas or are they like fitness instructors? It's like boot camp and they like smile and they're <laughs> just like 90 pounds and they kind of just like work you through it and they don't say anything encouraging and they just move through it. So I do that. This sounds, this sounds cool as hell. This is right up my street. Chris likes that type of punishment. I'll send it to you. I do. I love it. I don't really love exercise. So I get it in, in like the most entertaining ways as possible. So it's usually that and running. How did you find these Russians? I looked up like intense weightless arm exercises. <laughs> and then that is the perfect combination of keywords. Here I am. Do you put do you put Walt mirrors up on the wall to like really finish it off, or is it just the bar? We're not there yet, but he was mirror shopping yesterday. Eric, Eric wants to Eric wants to finish the job. You know what I mean? He's like, babe, this is half done. I don't, I can't live like this. It's making yeah. me crazy. What is it? What does Eric do for a living? He works in esports. Damn, you motherfucker! You motherfuckers are logged on as hell at your house. It, it ain't a game. Yeah, he used to work in TV and then he pivoted and he does this and then um, dabbles heavily in crypto. Heavily like copping a crib? Crypt yeah. Woo! Let's go. Yeah, like we got all the screens set up. It's it's a lot. I don't. Did Bay have a good weekend or a bad weekend? Every day I just say, is it a good day or a bad day? And it's been good. It's just been good, good, good. So. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about the whole crypto stuff? Do you are you are you starting to be like, okay, this is going to be like a feasible, realistic part of our lives, or are you kind of hoping it's a fad that he'll get out of, or do you think it's this is going to buy our house? You know that artist people. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Eric had one of those and he sold it last year. That was a really hard time in our house when all that news came out. But instead of saying like, my life is over, I'm going to wallow over this. He said, I have good instincts. So he said, I'm going to keep leaning on this and hope that I have good instincts. 
he was like a professional athlete. He was a fencer. He's like very mm-hmm. in it all on things where I'm always. We're, we're not worried about Eric as well. Yeah, no, what Eric I'm getting so far. I was, I was for a while. I'm not anymore. You better, you better watch your back. If I'm ever around, if I'm ever around Eric, you better watch your back. Crypto BF, small business GF. It's a match made in heaven. Exactly. Yeah. We, we actually have a podcast together. It's a good working relationship. Whoa, 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 whoa. Really? Yeah. You guys didn't look it up. I will. I mean, I was researching your social media profiles and I could not, I could not see the podcast. So we just started season two. We have a podcast called Chips and Dip. It's a podcast about post. Poker and dip. Okay. 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. They are a little addicted to po- poker and gambling, and I like snacks. So you're more of the dip, and then Bay is more of the the chip, like a poker chip. Yes. No. We got that. We got. We got that. The artwork. I have the artwork pulled up. It is a nice kind of airbrush style artist rendering of a bowl of it, it appears to be queso cheese with an NBA championship trophy dipped into it. Some chips, tortilla chips around, and then the Chili's logo. I think you're looking at the wrong thing. (laughs) There's a different podcast called Chips with the Dips. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not it. Yeah, look on iTunes. I mean, that's cool that you plugged somebody else's, but... Okay, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Okay, is the artwork a picture of guacamole on the stand-up sidewalk? No. Okay, there's a different podcast called Chips and Dip. I've just sent you guys. I've just sent you guys. <laughs> this is so awful. Okay, there's like a there's ten different podcasts called Chips and Dip. Uh, is what I'm learning right now. Yeah, there's a lot. We didn't really do our research. So is the format like one gambling thing and one snack thing, or is it just a conversation? Okay, I see it now. Great. Um, it's, uh, like a little bit of gambling and updates on how the boys are doing with their online endeavors. And then we kind of get into whatever dip we had made and whatever memories that trigger. Okay. Okay. There's a therapeutic angle. And then we kind of just do life stuff. Yeah. For listeners at home, the artwork is a purple background. It says chips and dip in a white font. There is a plate with some crinkle cut carrots like you'd see a crinkle cut french fry then there's some raw green onions as if that's a vessel that you would dip into something and then a bowl of onion dip that has a poker chip inside of it that's the correct artwork that's it that's the one i'm heavily involved in the dip community so we are kindred spirits and it looks like you're doing some very advanced dip creation like smoked bluefish dip mm-hmm I mean, I don't know how sustainable that is, but <laughs> you've got my attention. Have you guys seen that new tinned fish brand, Fishwife? Yes. Yeah, they're friends of the show. Shout out to Caroline. I think it's genius. I think it's so beautiful. It, I agree. It is quite beautiful. The, the new smoked trout is a delicious treat. Okay, I think I need to order that. We love to give a platform to female founders. That's a big, that's important That's important for us here at How Long Gone. So we t- we like to talk. We love girl bosses. We love female founders. We love female founders. They can do no wrong. I, I used her smoked trout to make a smoked trout dip, which I used some Rusty's brand potato chips to dip into quite nice rusty's brand have you had those oh you're, that's some la yeah, shit give that. it's a, it's an impossible crunch that's some california no, shit they're, they're amazing they're re- they really might be the best store store chip but what's your if you're coming to if you're coming to a an activation a potluck you know let's say you're having a dinner party what's your number one crowd pleasing dip and the crowd's going to be a little more ba a little less crypto gamer yeah 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 i like i like to do i've been really into just buying like bunches of herbs and using them all at once because i feel like people always like tear off a few and then they stay in the fridge forever okay so i probably do some sort of like tahini miso herb Mm -hmm. sitch squeeze a lemon and then not really have a distinct name for it. But, um, you know, the Molly Bozzes, all those girls make a good dip. Who's this Molly Boz chick I keep hearing about? I don't follow the failing Bon Appetit. I, I don't I don't cook. So why is everybody talking about her? What's the deal? What's what is she better than other ones? Oh, I can't speak to that. But she just came out with a book. 
Good answer. And it's really beautiful. And, you know. So it's a book. There's there's a book. That's what's going on. There's a new book. Yeah. Okay. She just came out with a book. And it's really good. She Yeah. She was like a big personality on Bon Appetit. She abbreviates mm-hmm. most of the words. And I think the, yes. the her dog is a large part of her identity. Yeah. Her and, brand. And she yeah. moved to like Highland Park recently, which is... You know, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. You, you lost me at you lost me at dog. That being said, she's she's famous and she has a shitload of followers. She's probably has like the most followers out of any of the BA personalities. So Molly, if you're listening, do come on the pod. I would like to yeah. talk to you about all kinds of things like pickles and mayonnaise. Cookbooks um, actually sell. So that is something that, that <laughs> the the publishing industry has taught me. Cookbooks actually sell, and that's why there's so fucking many of them at, at all times. There's uh, there's so many. My friend is coming out with a book later this year. She's the nutritionist for Adidas Running, and she just got a book deal with Penguin. What a cool title. Very. I know. It's really cool. She's been there for a few years, and she asked me to do the illustrations for it. Emily, you do it all. What are you bad at? Math. Anything more juicy? slowing down like I, I oh here we go you're you're like the first you're in a job interview and they're like what's your what's your worst trait i just care too much i just care too much like i just care way too much working on saturdays um, i think but i do half start i half start a lot of things so what do you do to slow down then what's your anti zuck how much weed are we smoking zuck mm, it's mostly that's that's eric's thing <laughs> um i'll just put Uh-oh. everything on him Mm. I don't know. Like, I think that I have a lot of energy right now. So I've just been doing a lot of different projects. I shot a documentary in the fall. What? I haven't finished editing it. So like, that's like not, that's like the other side of the coin. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing a lot of things, but maybe you want to hone in and focus on a and edit a few of those out and really yeah eventually some tasks. It's tough. It's a tough thing. What is your documentary on? If you don't mind me asking. There's an island in between the North and South Fork of Long Island next to Shelter Island called Gardener's Island. Okay. And it's the oldest privately owned island on the East Coast. Um, Mm -hmm. The same family has owned it since the 1600s. What purpose the island serves and what the potential sale of the island says about land rights Mm -hmm. and New York family wealth and very cool hopefully i can wrap it up by this summer who owns it the gardener family i guess that makes sense yeah i'm I'm not familiar with their work where's the where's the paper from uh, they own a big chunk of manhattan like the dirt oh shit <laughs> yeah they're, they're not they're not developers they literally own the dirt it's it's a different it's it's different yeah and then and then there's like there's hedge funds there's a lot of sure, sure, uh, sure. finance stuff in there too yeah, yeah of course mm-hmm. private mm-hmm. equity so you're not done yet but you hope to finish soon I have, you know, I I'm, I want to hire an editor, and I have to transcribe the six hours of footage first and do a line edit. And I'm trying to skip that step. I do a lot of that, like, oh, why can't I just skip that and go straight to hiring an editor? <laughs> so process is something I'm not always great at either. It sounds like you're good at delegating, though, or your desire to delegate is strong in you. Yeah, sometimes. Which is a, a tough thing for a lot of people to overcome. Do you guys know what you're bad at? Is that something that people know off the bat? I'm bad at I'm bad at I'm bad at almost everything. That's why I can't believe I have. A, I mean, I'm only good at talking to people, which has led me to every success I've ever had. There's not really any skills in there necessarily. I'm bad at basketball. Hold on, I said a rosary that my dog wouldn't bark. One second, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a, a religious gal? Um, well, I'm I'm in the middle of a journey to becoming um, a Jewish woman. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, don't bury don't bury the lead. Yeah, I just I was, met someone on Saturday. He's doing that as well. I was raised Catholic. Eric, the Eric is too powerful. I get it. Yeah, Eric, too bomb. What's the how? How is the process so far? I hear it's quite difficult. You got a little Hebrew on deck for us. <laughs> the process hasn't been too formalized yet. But that was brought up pretty early in our relationship. That that would be something that would probably... It's a flag. We're going to flag that. (laughs) But we do Shabbat almost every Friday. I've spent most of the Jewish holidays with his family, which has been really nice. Again, like my mom is in the program, so she's pretty religious 
or spiritual. So I, I like some sort of foundation. I think it's nice for people to have. And I'm just, I'm not that particular about what that definition is for people. Mm-hmm. And you know, there aren't that many Jewish people in the world. So I'm happy to, to zag instead of zigging. And your mom gives you the blessing, even though she's, yeah, that's I beautiful. Think. I love yeah. it. <laughs> And it, I mean, it really is a good test of of love. My dad is like, why are you, why does the woman have to do it? Like, why can't he become ca-? my dad's very like mm-hmm. young, hardworking daughters, whatever. But um, he likes Eric. That's so fair. I mean, you kind of you might get sad if your dad didn't say something like that. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. It's it's good. He's like protective of us, and he's like, work hard and be independent. Which I think I'm doing. No, you are definitely doing that. Yeah. Shouts goes out to your dad for instilling these great things in you. Yeah. I mean, converting to anything else like isn't really a thing. You know what I mean? You just like do it. Kind of it's mm-hmm. not like a process really. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that there is a process though. I mean, I can just say like, "Oh, I'm Christian" and everyone's like, "Okay, great." Is there a timeline? Is there like a timeline or something like that or is it is as fat as fast as you want to go? I think it's as fast as you want to go. You can't get it done in a weekend though. Well, Chris, if you if you really are a member of the the Jewish faith, the journey is never complete. Yeah, that's beautiful. Are you Jewish? Are either of you Jewish? Unfortunately, no. Um, and as a friend to the community, I I would I'm interested as well. Um, but I've even I've never even gone to a Shabbat. You know, I don't even get those invites. So I have a long way to go. Come come whenever you guys can come to my bat mitzvah. Oh shit! Wow. Great this idea. Is an honor. Great idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. This is exact. Us two are exactly who you want at your bat mitzvah in your late twenties. That's exactly who yeah. you want at your bat mitzvah. <laughs> oh, late twenties. Well, I'm just I'm, you. You have a lot going on, so I figure it'll take you a little while to finish the process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with COVID and planning, you know, twenty seven, twenty eight. Unfortunately, that's the late twenties. I don't know how, how any way to slice it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's the sooner I realize it, the better. Yeah. It, it doesn't get easier. And I'll DJ your bat mitzvah, of course. I have lots of clean versions of, right. you know, the Black Eyed Peas music that I can play for you Perfect. and your family to do. Black Eyed Peas. Go. Jason is is well versed in Florida, so he's perfect. He's a kind of the perfect choice, I think, for your for your celebration. Actually, I hate Florida. Why do you hate him? Why do I hate Florida? Uh, just the music that he makes is not real. It's just like a, a commercial product. It's just you know, <laughs> yeah. It's just like an algorithm, like Budweiser commercial music. Mm-hmm. He's bad at rapping. His his first album was a real actual rap music album, and he had some fun decent songs and then he turned into like an edm just like weird puppet budweiser commercial guy for the fit graduation they threw an after party and i think he dj'd it but i don't know if anyone went dj'd by florida no matter how many people how many people showed up he probably got what do you think jason 30 racks 40 racks for that from a state school i mean how long ago was it it was when i graduated it was 2016 okay 20 i mean 2016 is probably at the height of florida you know, that's where he's getting like hundreds of thousands of dollars for a show. So for him to DJ something, I, I almost don't believe that he DJed a skate state school after party graduation thing <laughs> because he wouldn't do that for less than, you know, 70 to $80,000 probably. So FIT does have the funds, I guess. Yeah. I think that's f- fake news. No, I mean, I the colleges spend. A, I mean, you you know, you went to college. They spend a fortune. Most colleges have a like two to f- half two hundred thousand to half a million dollar budget a year for like big acts to come. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, you mentioned liking Vampire Weekend. Just on college shows alone, every member of Vampire Weekend probably has ten fucking houses. You know. Yeah, yeah. schools always would do like the. I would remember I used to visit my friends like at Tufts and be like. Kesha and <laughs> Mac Miller or something. Yeah. Oh, that's a rough lineup. Oh, let's circle back to your enjoyment of the music of Little Peep, by the way, mm-hmm. as we begin to move our seat and our tray tables back to the upright position. <laughs> There's this uh, pop punk renaissance happening right now that um, Alyssa from Nylon has been talking about a lot, which I'm really here for. And I think he was sort of a big influence for a lot of these people. I listened to a lot of um, kind of like emo music growing up. When I heard his music, it reminded me a lot of that. I don't know. I, I like it. I, I get a little nervous when people who pass away still have so much music coming out. It makes me concerned about the people that they were working with. I'm like, how oh, that's allowed mm-hmm. to happen. But yeah. maybe his family is still making money. I don't know about the ethics around that. They, they are. 
there. I like you having that concern. I think it's good. Yeah, I just feel like every Friday on Spotify, they're like, new Lil Peep. I'm like, I know. They're really dragging that dead body around the town square, aren't they? Yeah, what's up with that? What did you think about the documentary? Oh, so his mom hosted a screening in my town in Huntington on Long Island. I thought it was really sad. Um, He seemed like a smart kid. Like, he seemed like a real artist. I always get nervous when kids are like, I moved to L.A. alone because L.A. is such a sad city. I think it's haunted. Sorry, no offense. Haunted by what? The Jews? No. (laughs) Whenever I walk around L.A., maybe it's just because I'm in Beverly Hills and there's like. Yeah, yeah. uh Yeah. Go on. There's a darkness in the air. Yeah, that's oxycotton. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. You can let me tell you a something. Xanax. Let me tell you something. You can find that in any part of the world. I mean No, the only thing alive in Beverly Hills are the plants. <laughs> yeah. And the the disparity between populations there, it feels so much wider and so much more distinct where mm-hmm. like one thing I was able to point out when I was in LA. I've never lived in a neighborhood in New York City where there wasn't affordable housing nearby, whether it was the East Village or Chelsea or Borham Hill or Park Slope. There's always been affordable housing Mm -hmm. blocks away. L.A. doesn't have that. And I think it sets up like a really aggressive class war. Yeah, that's real. It's a real bruise on the city. L.A. loves to segregate. That's for damn sure. Yeah. When you when you remove all of that, you just remove any culture. And it just becomes so stale and boring. Like I need to, I, I want to see freaks. I want to see a homeless guy every once in a while. Yeah. Just as much as I want to see some rich mm-hmm. lady in a, in a Tesla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they have the Olympics there, I think it's going to get really scary. But. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. It's, it's only getting worse, but we're not going to move to Austin. Like all the other podcasters. Don't worry. That's a relief. I would happily live in Beverly Hills. So that's just, that's just me. I'd rather live in Miami. Yeah. I see that. Where are you, where are you guys staying? If you don't mind me asking, are you, or is it an Airbnb or a hotel? hotel situation the one oh yeah you're, you're in good hands yeah you're in good hands is it nice yeah yeah, yeah it's nice. make sure you go get a lunch at a restaurant called mandolin it's a nice little mediterranean oh, yeah i've been there you've been there yeah so you, you 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 had a bad time and you went there listen this was like my first time meeting eric's college listen, friends. listen. <laughs> look let me tell you let me tell you something about college friends they always suck okay. it's just kind of what it is yes exactly <laughs> So I love his high school friends. They're my homies. I love them. I love his like later in life friends. And then these college friends, I was just thrown. <laughs> Does Eric revert to college Eric when he's in their presence? Eric has several versions of college Eric. Okay. Is, does Cornhole involved in that no i i know jason eric i'm guessing eric's more of an ivy league college guy not an sec college guy Mm. okay so they don't play beer pong at at brown they don't he went to harvard he's a physics major okay so he went to harvard and he was in the lampoon so it's a personality i love eric I love Eric. I gotta say, yeah, I do too. I, I love Eric, and because he's serious, he's about his money, he's about his gaming, but he's also kind of a he's also down to clown. He's also a bit of a silly billy, right? He is. He was his position in the Lampoon was like in charge of liquids and gases, which really means you're in charge of drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... Which like I was exposed to so much after I met him. I feel like I was late to the game. This is why we get into these beautiful partnership arrangements. Yeah. And I'm sure you've taught him a lot about life as well. Yeah, it's true. How to act in public, things like that. <laughs> How to act in public, how to wear Bodhi, all the important things that a <laughs> FIT girl can bring to your life. Eric, bring your little crypto wallet. We're going to Hester Street and you're buying some fucking Bodhi. That's what's happening today, sweetie. Bodhi does not accept Bitcoin, so you have to transfer some <laughs> funds from your digital wallet, bitch. We're the same clothing size too so it's like let's go i ball out on a pair of pants he wears the pants he buys a nice hoodie i get to wear the hoodie we both are really bad at laundry so all of our clothes look like shit you don't look like you're six too but maybe it's just because you're sitting down oh, he's not crazy, six too. Sit- i don't know where that I'm came from <laughs> i think he has like an inch or two on me we have nothing against baby e i'm five seven i think he's like five nine it's fine. He's a short king. He's a short king. But that like yeah. that that the world needs all kinds. And he's gonna be much more rich and successful than Jason who's six nine. So it doesn't height height plays no part in this, really. Yeah. And he's gonna be better at video games than my myself. Do you guys game? No. No, we don't game. I mean I I I used to when I was younger. 
No poker either. No. My girlfriend won't have sex with me if I play video games. <laughs> I get it, but he's really good. <laughs> <laughs> he's like really good. Um, I, I don't. I don't mind having a little poker night with the boys every once in a while. Yeah, I don't play any games. All this stuff is the antithesis of what Chris is interested in. A hundred percent. I hate games. I hate games. I hate like. Any video game. I've never had a video game system my entire life. Like, we just don't. I don't do that. That's so good. (laughs) I can't tell if you're kidding or not. Do you actually think that's awesome and good? I never played a video game in my life until this man moved to New York for me. And then he has a whole suitcase with a keyboard and a screen and, like, Mm -hmm. all this Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, I didn't sign up. All the laps. He got a gaming laptop (laughs) with, like, a big motor. And I don't know if it was for the gaming or the crypto. And I'm just... We don't ask questions. Yeah. We just talk to the therapist about it. And then my dad's like, you voted for Bernie, but you do this crypto stuff, man. Like, it's not adding up. And we all contain multitudes and confusing questions. And it's true. It's true. Better to know it early on, guys. It's better to know everything up front. From a fellow podcaster to another... This is why we do this. This is why we pod. Yeah. I look forward to season two of, of Chips and Dip. Yeah, you guys come on whenever, but it's easier when you're in the same city. Yeah. I've heard that. Tell tell Eric tell Eric that I'm gonna I'm gonna transfer my single um Ethereum to him and let him go crazy with it and he can take a ten percent cut. You know, I, I would love to <laughs> Be involved in whatever he's doing, I think, because Jason was in control for a while, and obviously that's not going anywhere. Eric seems like a better crypto banker for me. Just have him slack us, and we'll figure it out. He's on Discord. Okay. Have him cord me. Uh, Emily, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Anytime, guys. Truly a treat. You're a pod professional, and tell people where they can they can find you on the World Wide Web. At Emily Sundberg or at Emily underscore Sundberg on Twitter. Yeah, when you come when you come back on the pod, we need to talk about you and your horror. Yeah, whenever you want. I flag that. Let me give you something to talk about first, and then I'll come back. Everything, literally everything you're into or your boyfriend is into is stuff I'm not into, which is the perfect way to have a conversation on a podcast. I know. I don't go to all the fun parties in time in Dime Square that you go to. <laughs> I don't but, look. Everybody, everybody gets their kicks in their own way. There's no, there's no shade. It's like mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that everyone has to do what makes them happy. And unfortunately for me, that's eating a kimchi quesadilla cooked by a rapper. And for you, that's making like a lot of money on the internet or writing. So it's like I, you know, it's to each their own. And if we're all able to come together and have a beautiful convo where we all get along with each other, then we've just moved the world along into a little bit better of a place. Exactly. Okay, Emily. Well, thank you. Have a good time in Miami. We're jealous. Go to Joe's Stone Crab for me. Have a bite of the delicious key lime pie for TJ. Yummy. We'll see you later. Have a good one. Happy Monday. Bye, guys. Bye.